There is something for the kids if they would like to go through to the foyer. Um, and uh, Jolene and Linda, I think, will be there. And they've got some things that have been prepared. See, we don't change when you get older. When you're young, you kick and scream, and when you get older, you still do the same. Eh? So, so we're starting um, this uh, Sunday with um, two new series. Um, the one I'm going to be picking up on is Great Stories of Faith, and then uh, in the evening, uh, Reimagining Church, and uh, Rolls is going to be kicking off with that um, this evening. When I was praying um, uh, around uh, the whole issue of faith today, I had a sense for that there are some people here who've really become discouraged in their faith. Um, they have trusted God, they have prayed, they have been faithful, they've held on to God, and things really haven't worked out the way that they thought. And I, my sense was that God wants to say this morning, you have no idea what He has been doing in the realm of the Spirit. You have no idea what He has been doing. You remember that Daniel was, was praying and he was trusting God and, and there seemed to be a real hold-up and then God reveals to him there was a war on the go. And some of you have been praying through a battle. Some of you have been praying through a very, very powerful battle that's been on the go. It might be for a loved one. It might be about some circumstances. And I feel God wants to say, keep pressing in this morning. Don't let go. The battle is not yet over, but God remains faithful. Just a word for you, if that is for you this morning from the Lord. Now, um, in, in uh, looking at this whole issue of faith, and faith is something we all believe in, we all trust in, we all believe it's so important to live by faith. And yet it's one of those things that's sometimes quite hard to quantify, quite hard to get our, our heads around. It's sometimes a little bit of a mystery uh, in terms of what we mean when we speak about uh, living by faith. But I was thinking about the fact that uh, it does sound quite outrageous and weird when Christians speak about living by faith. Uh, you know, we get so used to speaking to one another, well, I live by faith and I'm trusting for this. Have you ever realized how strange you sound to somebody who doesn't come to church? Have you ever realized how strange it sounds when you say something like, I'm trusting God for my needs and I don't have a clue how that's going to happen. I just know that He said in the Bible He will provide for my needs. Now, for somebody who's not a person of faith, that's quite weird. Trust me. You need to realize sometimes we sound weird out there. Is this mic working all right? Good. A little bit of in and out. Okay, wave a hand if I, if I lose it, and then I'll, I'll grab another mic. So, but I think that's something that we need to recognize. Uh, uh, we received, some years ago, we received a call to move to, from Johannesburg uh, to East London to uh, a church that was really struggling. <coughs> Pardon me. And, and I remember us moving there, we had two small children, and we moved there knowing that we were going to get about 35% shortfall in what we needed for our young family to live. And it was for us, it was a step of faith in, in what God had called us to do. But I, I can stand here today and say God actually did provide. God did come through. Uh, sometimes we had to sell some things, but that was fine. There were other times there was miraculous provision, but at the end of the day, I can truly say God has been faithful. 
Another thing that sounds sometimes strange is when we, we, we say we're trusting God to guide us through a business deal. Or we're trusting God to guide us for a big decision we need to make. And we say that because we believe God is concerned about every aspect of our lives. He's not only concerned about whether we go to church on Sunday. He's actually concerned about every aspect of our lives. And so I think it's appropriate to say, I am trusting God for this big deal I'm going to. I want God's will to be done in my life. Or I'm, I'm trusting that God is going to work all things together for good when you might have been going through something very difficult, or, or perhaps you've been in a situation where there's been a, a time of loss for you in your life, and you're standing and you're saying, I'm just trusting God that He will work things together for good, because that's what He says at the end of the day. And although this might sound really strange to talk like this, may I say to you this morning, it's the way we are supposed to live. Do you know there isn't a plan A and B for us? The only plan that God has is He wants us to live by faith, which means we trust in what God has said all the time, every day of our lives. That's, that's the way that God wants us to live. So much so that, in fact, if you get to Hebrews chapter 11, which is the great chapter on faith, and you get to verse 6, after saying a few things about faith, the writer there says, without faith it is impossible. I think that's quite a big statement that it's impossible to please God. And then he goes on to say, for those who come to him need to believe that God exists. God's for real. God is who he says he is. Not only that, but he rewards those who earnestly seek after him. That's the God we serve. Now, I know that sometimes jars a little bit, but that's the truth. That's the way God expects us to live. That's the way he wants us to live. Now, we've got a whole lot of uh, examples of faith in the Bible. We've got incredible records of faith uh, in the Bible that you can read about. And they are there because living by faith is such a unique way of living. Because it demands that you, and it demands that I, live by what God has said, not by what I believe is possible. You see, our big challenge with what God has said and what's possible, often those jar with each other. Often those, those uh, uh, we stress around that. And so today we're going to look at the faith of Abraham because he's recognized to be the father of faith. So Romans chapter 4 is going to be our launch pad. Um, Paul is using uh, Abraham as, as an example of someone who believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So he starts off by saying, against all hope. What a way to start speaking about faith. He's saying, when it seemed hopeless. Do some of you feel like that today? It feels a bit hopeless. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed. And so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Here's a, now Paul really gets a bit weird here. Because... If you read what he says and you work it out, it seems like there's a problem. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Since he was about a hundred and that Sarah's womb was also dead, he did not waver through unbelief. Would you say, knowing what you know about Abraham, that you can agree with it? Do you think he ever wavered? <laughs> I think he did. 
Well, why is Paul saying, we, he, you know, this is this great hero of faith? He never wavered. He, he held on to God. He kept trusting God. There, there seems to be something that we must get hold of over here. He did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith, and he gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Now, we need to look at Abraham, but to, and to look at Abraham's faith, we've got to journey back into the Old Testament. We need to start in Genesis chapter 12, because that's where it all starts. That's where it all begins for Abraham. And it starts with these words. God says to Abraham, it is my plan, it is my intention to bless the nations of the world. And Abraham, I'm going to do it through you. That's where the faith journey starts. It doesn't start with Sarah and himself not being able to have a son. It starts where God's bigger promise, God's bigger intention for all of the nations of the world, despite the fact that there was idolatry, despite the fact there was sin in the world, God comes and He says, my intention is to bless the nations of the world, and Abraham, I'm going to use you to do it. And I want to say this morning, we need to remember when it comes to faith, it's not about me. It's about Him and what He's planning to do. You see, sometimes in our 21st century society, faith becomes all about me and what I want. May I say to you, faith is about Him and what He wants. It's critical that we get hold of that, that we understand. And so let's read it. And the Lord said to Abraham, Leave your country and your father's household. And go to the land I will show you. And I'm going to emphasize these words, and I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great, and you'll be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you, Abraham. And ultimately that was fulfilled in Jesus. That's where it all begins for Abraham. You see, faith begins... When you and I come to grips with what God has said and who God is and what God is going to do. One of the key issues in Abraham's faith is about what God has said. It's about what God is going to do. It's about what, the way God is planning to do it. As I said earlier on, trusting God at a stage in their lives when they were past it, when they were unable to have children, is not the big issue. The big issue is God saying, I want to bless the nations, Abraham, and I want to bless them through you and through this promise that I've made to you. The magnitude of God's promise, the possibility of happening, is all about who God is. It's about what God can do. Not who we are or what we are able to do. Do I need that? One, two. Bring me up. Thank you. Sorry about that. Okay, look at verse uh, 18 of, he, of Romans chapter 4. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Here's the issue we all face when it comes to faith. There are times it seems impossible. There are times, times it doesn't compute. There are times it seems even hopeless. And one of the key aspects of faith is believing God, not having a good feeling, 
or whether what God says sounds possible. I don't know about you, but I've become aware of the fact that we live in a generation that's very based on how we feel. So I'm like I'm feeling full of faith today. Or I'm not feeling full of faith today. Friends, may I say to you, faith will affect your feelings, but faith isn't about feelings. Faith is about belief. Faith is what you choose to believe. Faith is what I choose to believe. And this is the way that it happens. It happens when God's Word begins to convince us. God's Word begins to bring us peace. God's Word begins to persuade us. That's why it's so important to hear what God is saying. I'm not just talking about having a Bible verse. I'm talking about what God is saying to you through the Bible. That makes sense to you? You see, what people have often done with the Scripture, well, they say, well, I'm barren, and I'm unable to have a child, and so God gave to Abraham and Sarah, He gave them a child, and so God's going to give it. That's maybe what God said to them, but has He said it to you? You see, what each one of us needs to do is we need to hear what God is saying to us individually and independently. And what is the word He's placed on your heart? And you know how you'll know He's placed the word on your heart? Immediately you have peace. Immediately courage begins to grow. Immediately there's a boldness that becomes to give, that begins to happen because when God speaks, His word does something. Faith begins to arise in us. So what is one of our biggest struggles? Hearing God. We're a people that want to do, 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 do everything. We need a pause, 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 and listen, listen, listen some more. We may find ourselves being able to do far more once we've heard from God than just rushing ahead with what we think is right. Remember in Romans 10, it says, Faith comes from hearing the message, primarily talking about how to get saved. Faith comes when you hear the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Jesus, when he was being tempted by the devil, he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. It's the word. We need to be hearing from God as a people. You know, when God speaks to us, something begins to happen. Our fears start to subside. We receive peace. Our conviction begins to be shaped. I don't know about you, but I love being in an environment and amongst people where there's faith. You know, faith is a very interesting thing because it always defaults back to what God is saying. It always defaults back to who God is. It always goes back to what God is going to do and the way in which God is going to do it. I was praying for some people the other day and um, there are people I'm really trusting that will come to, know, come to know Jesus and come to faith in Jesus. And as I was praying, this is what was going through my mind. That's never going to happen. 
You know the kind of people you're praying for. I mean, they're not even just open. They're like against. They, they, they've got very intelligent minds. They're very academic kind of people. I mean, they're never going to believe this stuff. That's what's going through my mind. Now I'm saying, Lord, can you, bring, can you save them? Lord, will you be at work? And this is what's going through my mind. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Are you all laughing because that happens to you too? And here's what I sensed in the middle of my prayer time. I just sensed God saying, stop. And then these words. Don't try and do the work of God. Do the work He's called you to do. This is what, this is what came to me. The impossibility and the impossible is for me to sort out. All you require to do is pray about it. And I found I got liberated instantly because I realized in trying to figure out how it was going to happen, I was trying to do the work of God. It's not my business for that to work it out. It's His business. My business is to pray. And I get liberated. You get liberated to obey God in what He's called us to do. When you and I leave the impossible up to Him, our problem is we're trying to figure out how He's going to do it. Some of you have gone as far as to advise him on how you can do it. Now, another aspect of living by faith that we pick up from Abraham is that faith is a process that takes place. It's not a sudden event, it's a process. There's a very interesting phrase in verse 21, chapter 4 of Romans, um, verse 21. Being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he has promised. He be, so so what, is it, what is it saying about Abraham? Abraham became convinced. But I, you, what did he become convinced of? Well, and, and I want to say I found this personally extremely helpful. It's this. Faith always faces the facts. It doesn't pretend. Faith doesn't say... Well, that's not going to happen. Faith doesn't ignore it. Faith doesn't do anything like that. Faith comes face to face. Abraham says to himself, I'm too old and she's too old. I'm past it and she's past it. She's way too old to have a kid and I'm way too old to have a kid. It's never going to happen. That's facing it. Now, when we do that, we, and I've heard Christians say this, you, must, you mustn't focus on the negative. You must just focus on God. But let's be real at the same time. Faith works in the context of a real world, not an artificial world. And then it goes on to say, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead and also that Sarah's womb was also dead. See, faith starts with the impossible, but it doesn't stop there. It doesn't end there. Faith happens like this. We face the facts, we face the realities, we face the challenge, we face the obstacle, and then we go on to say, but God. Which God? The creator of the heavens and the earth, that one. The one that has answered many of your prayers in your life, the one who has journeyed with you and been faithful to you, the one who loves you, that's where we finish this equation. But you see, you'll only have faith when you face up to the reality of the challenge and then you say, but God. It's a process. Hebrews eleven nineteen it says, 
Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. He didn't just sit back and say, well, I don't know what I'm going to do here. He sat down and he said, I believe in a God who raises the dead. That's why he was willing to sacrifice his son. I believe in God who's willing, who can raise the dead. And it's a process of moving from reality to what God has said and what God has promised. I guess some of the very basic areas we can look at practicing our faith is in, our, in the area of money. It's kind of one of the, the, the faith areas that's so easy to practice being faithful and using faith. What is God saying to you? What is God wanting you to do? How is God wanting you to use that? Another area is what we choose to pray for. Another area is what God is leading us to do. And it has been my sense for myself and for, for the church that sometimes we have been paralyzed by reason, human reason, when it comes to some of the things that God is saying to us. So we, we won't go down there because it's in the realm of the impossible. The last issue, and I think for me, perhaps one of the most important aspects of this message this morning is God's grace when it comes to having faith. Now, we, we all heard what verse 19 of Romans 4 said, without weakening in his faith. So we all remember the rest of the story, don't we? We all remember the guy that laughed at God. And none of us would be bold enough to say we laugh at God. But deep down in our hearts, we're often saying, well, that's not going to happen. I'm full of doubt. God, you know, that's never going to happen. Well, Abraham went a bit further than he actually laughed. It was so ridiculous that he laughed. Not only did he laugh at God, but, but Abraham, when, when he's heard the promise of God, he's saying, well, it ain't happening with Sarah, so let's try Hagar. And he moves on and he says, well, well, I really believe, God, it's not going to happen here. This is the impossible space. Let me move on to my maidservant and let's have a child with her. And the amazing thing is he did have a child. You can read in Genesis 17. It says, Abraham fell face down and he laughed. And he said to himself, will a son be born to a man 100 years old? And that is a laughing matter. You need to know that. But you know what I've realized? While Abraham's faith had a lot of wobbles in it, he got there in the end. And here's the thing that struck me. Every time Abraham had a wobble, God came back and reminded him. God came back and spoke. And then Abraham went along a bit, and then he had a wobble, and then God spoke again. And God spoke again, and God spoke again. You see, this issue of faith isn't about me getting it together. It's relying on God's faithfulness every time He comes and speaks to us. We say, God, I'll trust again. Because I know some of you this morning are sitting feeling defeated because you feel as though you don't have faith. And you know, in your humanity and my humanity, we are going to have our wobbles, but the God of grace, the God who loves us, comes and encourages us and speaks into our lives and says, believe me again. And over and over again, He calls us to trust Him 
and to have faith. And in Genesis 18, the Lord comes again to Abraham and says, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Now I want to finish with this. Because Abraham had a son with Hagar did not mean that was God's will for him. You see, just because a child has been born and God has made a promise, if you've gone about it the wrong way, it is not the fulfillment of what God has said. And I feel there's a word for us as a church here. Because when God has called us to walk by faith and to trust Him and move ahead in faith, He's not saying to us, make your own plan, even as, although it might seem as though what's coming out of it is God's plan. You see, God's blessing is always through the promise. It's always by faith. It's always when His church trusts Him. Why? Because God's blessing to the world will always come God's way, not our way. You know, we're living in a, in a day and age where we've got so many resources at our disposal. It's so easy to produce the child your own way. It's so easy to have the baby your own way. But God is saying to His church, trust me. Will you get down and pray? Will you call on my name? Will you believe on me? Will you believe me for it? I have promised so that my blessing might come to the nations. Friends, if the church doesn't do it that way, there ain't going to be blessing on the nations. Because God wants us to do it His way. The blessing is always through Jesus. The blessing is always through us having faith. The blessing is always through us doing it God's way and not our way. Now, that's about all I've got time for this morning. There are a few other things I'd love to have spoken about, but we want to leave it there. But what is the use of a sermon on faith if we don't practice it? So what I'd like us to just do in the next few minutes that we've got left is to put that into practice. And there, there were three areas I felt we could trust God for this morning. The one is in the area of financial need. There are people here this morning who've got financial needs. And, uh, and you may have felt like you've, you've hit a wall. You may have come to a place where you're saying, wow, God's just not coming through for me on this. And I think there's a grace to pray for people like that today. Now remember, don't try and figure it out. Just do what God's asked you to do. That's the praying part and the trusting part. The other one is in the area of healing. And there may be people here today who really need healing in their bodies or emotionally. I think there's a grace to pray for you today as well. And then the third area is an interesting one. I had a sense as well that there are people God is saying, won't you come back to a position of faith? That it's been a while. You've had your, you've had your wobble like Abraham. You, you've been through a, a journey where it's been a little bit dark and it's been a little confusing. And God's saying, won't you come back and trust me again? Won't you make that your choice for today? Will you make that your choice for 2019? 
Of course, that always means there's going to be a journey in that. Remember that. I'm not saying to you this morning, everything goes away. What I'm saying is you're inviting God to do what he needs to do in that situation. So if there's anybody this morning that has, would like us to pray for you, you're saying, for my needs, I, I need God to come through for me. I want to invite you to stand right now. We're going to minister to you in a minute. If there's anybody, I'm inviting you to stand. There are those this morning that have a physical need and your desire is for healing in your body um, or that may be even an emotional thing. There's somebody here today I want to invite you to stand as well. There may be somebody here that have sensed God calling you back to a position of faith. Saying, God, I this morning just want to respond to you. Like with Abraham, every time God came and spoke into his life again, faith was rekindled in his heart. And maybe God's been rekindling your faith today. Saying, I want to encourage you. Trust me again. Don't throw in the towel. Hold on. I want to invite you to stand. Okay. Now, there are lots and lots of people standing, but there are also lots and lots of us sitting, which means we've got lots of ministers around. So what I'd like you to ask you to do, I'm going to ask you to stay standing where you are, and if the rest of us can come around people so that we can pray for them, please. I'm not the church. We are the church, and so we want to minister to people this morning by faith. I'm just asking you to pray over them what God puts on your heart to pray for them. We want to simply do this in faith. We're going to pray God's word over people's lives. Trust God. He's the miracle worker. We're just the, prayer, the, the intercessors. We're the ones who are going to pray this morning. So can I invite you to, if you'll get out of your chairs, if you can move around. I'd like everybody to have some people with them who are praying with them upstairs and downstairs. So you need to turn around if you're in the front to see who's standing near you. And uh, let's have somebody with everybody. We want to finish off today. By praying and trusting God and having faith in the word of the Lord. Has anybody not got somebody with them? Just put a hand up so we can see. Okay, here we are. So all I want to invite you to do is pray over that person according to their request just pray over them, and I want to encourage you, if God puts a word on your heart, pray the scripture over them. Pray the word over them. <laughs> 